1: all sports talk is sponsored by good neighbor state farm agents andy womack bud morris and deb Insel, chip walters with exit realty bob lamb and associates jennings and ayers funeral home soco roofing and restoration first bank serving murfreesboro smyrna and rutherford county parks auction company they'll handle everything creekside at three rivers assisted living greg hall with hall's auto care And the Blue Raider Insider Report, sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, and Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors.
0: We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports
2: talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into all sports talk on this Monday, a spring day in Murfreesboro, not the us of spring days. Jeff Jordan with me as uh, he typically is on Monday. Mr. Jordan, you had a big day. I, I had a, a very fine day, thank you. Good. Anything uh, exciting you'd like to share with the audience? Uh, this is your this is your time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm
3: afraid nothing great happened to me today. But you know, above ground, so that's always good.
2: You and I both major league baseball guys. Well, we, major we are. Major league baseball season did start this past week uh first time i remember jeff that all 30 teams played on the first day i, I think agree. they said it happened before but i don't i didn't recall that but i uh, got off to a start and and the reviews on the new rules are mixed i guess but i'm hearing a lot more good than bad what do you think
3: i am too and uh you're right about the opening days they usually at least in years past have um spread opening days out over two or three days um and different teams would would open up, you know, on different days. I guess that's publicity. I don't really know why we do that necessarily, but they do. But not this time. This time they all played on the same day. And uh, now the new rules, uh, I, I hear uh, and have witnessed pretty much good stuff, I think. Um, one thing for absolutely for sure is that it, it has cut game times down. About 30 minutes.
2: I think that's what they said so far. The average game has been – Yeah. Which is uh, important. And to me, that's important. But on on top of that, the game itself is not – you're not sitting there watching and watching and watching nothing for a long period of time. Obviously, if you cut 30 minutes out, that's 30 minutes of guys stepping out of the box, pitchers walking around the mound, and that kind of thing.
3: I I was thinking (laughs) last night, I don't know. Maybe it's different players, different feelings. So you don't know how anybody feels about it, but it's—I would just think that more players would like this than not than dislike
2: it. The fielders have to like it. Oh yeah. The catchers got to like it, don't you think? I mean, that's—that's the that's 15 last minutes. He's got to squat down back there and ruin those knees. A center fielder that doesn't get to daydream anymore. Right. That's correct. And and you get into July when it's really hot. <laughs> Stand there in really hot, or right now when it's really cold. Games in Cincinnati, Chicago, New York, Toronto. Toronto's indoors, but uh, those people gotta think. I don't want to stand out here in this cold weather this long. I mean, you you, don't you feel or lose interest? Sure, lose your lose your spark a little bit.
3: Well, you and I both can relate to one other part of the game, and that is the umpiring. I've, I've been umpiring many, many years, as did you. And there were nights where I thought, my goodness, please throw a strike, throw it today <laughs> and hit the ball, you know, and, and please, I'm freezing. Let's go. But, um, anyway, I guess there's a lot of that, but the idea is to have faster games and and I, I tell you where I've noticed it. And I bet you have too. obviously I'm, I'm watching on television. Okay. And, uh, I, I, I don't know how many games I watch this year, but a lot. But anyway, I'm watching on television. Well, you, you better not nod off, or you better not go make a sandwich or anything, because you're going to miss two outs. Why? Right? <laughs> well, guess
2: what? What? In, in this day and time, I can go back and rerun it if I need to.
3: Oh, well, okay. All right. <laughs> but
2: you are correct.
3: Uh, and it, it, I think it's. I think the game is more fun with this. Now, we're, there are a lot of other things that are a, a, either a little bit different are really different first of all there's more opportunities to steal and steals are up about uh, uh over 100 percent um another thing that's different is the size of the bases which most people don't don't know
2: about. Yeah, i i've i i do not know that i've got the concept of why that's as important i mean two inches on the square it,
3: yeah three it's a safety
2: okay three yeah it's a safety deal i guess. That's what they say, and, and, and if that's the case, and so be it. I, I can't see how that changes the game much at all.
3: And and I, I don't know that it does. I, I guess that it would cut down on your uh, your chances of being spiked if you're a first sure, baseman. Sure, correct. Are uh, are you tripping over the first baseman if he doesn't know how to put his foot on the bag? Um, if the throws a little bit off, he might move. You know that kind of thing. Sure. Uh, so and
2: well, I'm not saying it's not a good rule. I think yeah. It probably is, but I I don't know. For, for you and I, it changes as much, maybe.
3: Well, we need to remember, of course, baseball is wrapped in stats, obviously. And the truth of the matter is, that first base, is three inches closer to the home plate oh, well, <laughs> than it used to be. <laughs> and it's also three inches closer so to the... So now it's
2: 89 feet, <laughs> nine inches. Exactly. And or did, they,
3: or did they back it up? No, I, I think it's on the front side. <laughs> and 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 it's also
2: closer to the shortstop in the second baseman. Well, wait a minute. If it's three inches bigger, that means it's only an inch and a half closer to home plate because the other inch and a half got to be on the other side. Well, okay. I don't think it is, but if you say so. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
3: but, I mean, so the second baseman now has – he has to make a, a strong throw, and he's got – he can get there one billionth of a second sooner. <laughs> I don't know if that's important or I'm not. go to replay.
2: <laughs> we have a caller on the line. Let's go ahead and get that in. Welcome in. You guys talk about the
4: bases. They moved them three feet closer on the first and third base.
2: That's what they've done. No, they moved them three feet. No, that's not right. First, first and third base. They moved from 90 to 87 feet. No, yes, no, they, no. They, they, did, they did do. They did do that. No, I, 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 I got to see all that in writing someplace. I have
4: yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's that's what they. But that, that's what they had, they had said. But I don't like the new rules at all. I mean, I mean, those the minutes I saved, I, I could watch Andrew Griffith show. I'm, I'm just real. I said 26 minutes took off my life, I, and 15
2: minutes off a catcher squatting. Well, <laughs> that really hurts him, don't it? 15 minutes of not squatting, That just really hurts his knees. I, I just can't. I, well, that's not what they did it. I mean, I'm just he, saying. He needed he <laughs> it.
4: Well, don't be a catcher beginning. We'd play somewhere else. I'm going to be a catcher do something <laughs> else. I mean, just like, just like, just like in spring training. Y'all seen in spring training that game where the umpires walked off and, and and they played the last of the night, the game was over with, and, and the catcher was calling balls and strikes. Y'all see that during spring training?
3: Yes, I did.
2: Yes. Did,
4: did you see it, Tim? Did you see that? I did not, no. The, the, the guy, he was back here calling strike one, strike two, and the pitch come in. He was back there calling, calling like um, a umpire. Back there, Collins did.
3: And, so went, we, and it went smoothly, too. Uh, yeah,
4: it went smoothly. Well, I understand it went smoothly. So we, we just we just have robots back there. And, and one well, night, the, well, the
2: guy it. in the third row could have called a game. Uh, they, they don't well, I mean, play that's normally. True.
4: Do. That's true there. That's true. <laughs> well, what, what I was going to say is, he's too, though. But see, one night if, if we have robot umpires, one night they'll go out, then they'll cancel the game. But the robots don't work. <laughs> and the robots, computers Well,
2: changes up, like that, changes and like always difficult. And, and, and
4: well, I mean, I understand that. I, I do understand, but but baseball was only game didn't have no clock. Now, every sport has a clock. You see know what I'm saying? <laughs> that that's what made it unique. I said baseball didn't have a clock. That's what made it unique, and, and that's why I liked it. But I'm still going to watch. I am just going to avoid the uh, the uh, time clock, whatever the pitch clock is. There. But I did want to mention one quick thing. Ahead. guys, uh, just real quick, uh, 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 it's been two weeks in a row now. The Mid South Conference, the NAIa Conference. Uh, Mackenzie Keats was named player of the week this week. She used to play at Stewart's Creek. It's her second time winning it this year. The player of the week in the conference. Last week, Anna L.A., she's a freshman at Cumberland. She won it the week before. She she used to play at Smyrna High School. She played at Cumberland over in Ledman. She won it the week before. Um, Keats this week, all she did was hit 667 in in five games. She, She drove in 11 runs, scored nine herself, and hit two home runs. Hit two home runs, three doubles, and a triple half her hit for extra base hits this week.
2: And that's pretty that's pretty special, sure enough. She
4: she's, she's, she's hitting over she's getting over four hundred for the season. And the team right now, they're they're thirty and three overall, the softball University of Cummins, Kentucky, they're ten oh in the conference. They're unbeaten in Miss South Conference so far Of course they got a lot of ways to go. But uh I, I do ask you Tim, what did you think of that comeback Sunday, the baseball team five and the That's pretty good, wasn't it?
2: Very good. Yeah, always, always fun. And that was a walk off walk. They got it. Yeah, walk off walk too.
4: Yeah. So, but I, hang in there, guys. I enjoy your show. Thank, thank you. Thank
2: appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, and talking talk about the rules, there's there's certainly there, people that won't won't care for them, and, and I get all that. And it, three game or four game series so far, Jeff's not a big big enough sample to know if it makes a lot of sense. But uh, as I say, the early reviews seem to be more favorable than not. But uh, time will tell. Tradition. I want to mention the traditions of baseball, which is very important. Once upon a time, the Cincinnati Reds always played the first game of the year. That was, what, 15 years ago they finally did away with that because Cincinnati was the first Major League Baseball squad back in 1869, I think, or something like that, a long time ago. But Cincinnati still has a parade and it schools out, and it's a big deal in Cincinnati opening day. The only time this year they'll fill the park, but uh, <laughs> it was full on opening day as it always is.
3: Well, they, I, I can remember some years, and, I, and the years run together, but they were the first – I think this is why they changed it, by the way. They were the first team to start. Now, they, they might just start five minutes before sure. somebody else, sure. you know, Pittsburgh or somebody mm-hmm. else was playing. But then one year, they got into a mess because it rained in Cincinnati and somebody else was playing somewhere obviously somewhere else and so after that i don't believe they did that anymore right um but you're right about why they did it that way that that is correct
2: and and, and, uh, i'm just trying to point out the positive thing that cincinnati in spite of that rule or that that changing and the fact that covid came through and kind of messed things up for a year or two it appears that that tradition is in place and and i love traditions it takes years to build them and, and typically it takes years to tear them down but uh uh, I, I think that's a tradition that's worth mentioning.
3: Well, this the rule changes that we have talked about, and, and I, I know we got to take a break here, yeah. and, we, and we can come back and talk about the clock, the, the time in it. But this year, the rules this year uh, changes are the most ever in, in baseball history, and in one year, certainly. I mean, they've changed a lot of things, and we don't know yet exactly what the repercussions are. Seems to be positive, to me, at least. Uh, seems to have, on the on, on, um, basis of all the games, everything, the game itself, seems to be positive.
2: Let's take that break. When we come back, we'll talk that a little bit more. We've got to talk about the NCAA basketball championship yesterday and today and all that's taking place. And as we mentioned on the call, Middle Tennessee uh, winner in baseball over the week, weekend, softball winner over the weekend. Let's get, come back with that on All Sports Talk.
6: Your local trusted roofing experts.
1: This is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Did you know that you can plan your funeral in advance without actually paying for your funeral in advance? In other words, if it's not a convenient time to pay for your funeral, you can still choose your funeral items and we'll file them away for later. Let's consider that together. You make the decisions for yourself and when that financial window opens up, it becomes an easier decision. Call me at 615-893-2422 and let's plan together.
0: All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. On FM 101.9 and AM 1450, Murfrees, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at
2: WGNSradio.com. Jeff Jordan is brought to you by Fans Heating and Air Lee calling financial services with Edward Jones here in Murfreesboro. We talked a little bit about baseball. Let's 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 talk college basketball right now. How much of the NCAA tournament, boys, girls, men, women, whatever we're talking about, how much have you watched?
3: Well, Quite a bit. I watched quite a bit of the Connecticut game until it got out of hand, and I realized they were going to win. I watched all of the um, of the championship LSU game, um, in hour women, and watched. Uh, I watched some of FAU. Um, so you know, and it's been a very exciting, hasn't it? It really I mean, has been. It,
2: it has. Uh, of course, the, the brackets went completely out the window early on. Jeff, the the very idea that it, Florida International and San Diego State would be playing for the the chance to play in a national championship game just is unthinkable. That 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 kind of thing has not ever happened.
3: Um that's correct. That that's that's exactly right. It, it's um it's just been a a strange and I think Good year, I think. I think it's been one of our most interesting years that we had in a long time, and I think I explained why last week. I, I don't have anything against really anybody. I I really don't. I'm I'm, fine. Go ahead, play, win if you want to. Uh, But I'm kind of glad the Duke isn't there. I'm glad Kentucky's not there. Sure, a lot of people that way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think other people have a right to play too, and they were there. They had a chance. They had an opportunity, and they got beat. It also is a, a, a thing that that we have talked about before and it's even more so now is if there is an absolute ton of basketball talent in this country. Oh, my word. Yes. I mean, it all over the nation and in every size school, they're just great players. And then the portal and the COVID thing that gave you an extra year, all of that stuff has plus the, the influence of overseas players coming to the United States to play. You throw all that together, and I don't care if your name is Duke, and I don't care. You, you better
2: have the players sure. or you're not going to be there.
3: You may not be there anyway.
2: Well, let's talk about a team right here in this community that beat Florida Atlantic once, had a shot two 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 and a half seconds to go in the CUSA tournament to beat them a second time. So – Pretty good players in Murfreesboro, wouldn't you say? I
3: would say so, yes. We were very competitive. And uh, you and I were both there the night we beat FAU. And uh, uh,
2: that that was no fluke. We led them all night. By the way, Conference USA also had the the, the two teams in playing for the NIT finals. Right. Birmingham and North Texas. North North Texas, the only uh, team middle did not beat in in men's basketball this year. Beat Birmingham, beat uh, FAU. All that said... Then the question somebody might ask, well, why did Middle not make it to the Final Four? And the question is, Jeff, a lot of really, really good teams, a lot of really good teams didn't make it to the NCAA Tournament, but for sure a lot of really good teams didn't make it to the round of 32, certainly the round of 16. When Fairleigh Dickinson and Princeton and North Texas, I mean, excuse me, uh, Florida Atlantic and San Diego State, yeah, I, I could come up with a few more to make it to Sweet 16. You're talking about a lot. A lot. A lot of upsets.
3: Uh, you're exactly right, and that's what we had. We had them both, men and women. Um, even even the the women's team that had won 42 in a row, South Carolina got beat uh, in the semis. So I mean, it's just you know, it's
2: just what one a of those years. Caitlin Clark put on in that game. Did you watch it at yeah. all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My gosh, what South Carolina appeared the game plan was to make sure she didn't beat them, so they doubled her a good bit. You know what she did with basketball when they doubled her? She found somebody wide open underneath the bucket. Yep. I mean she's a tremendous passer. I I can I can read in my mind Larry Bird can score in many many ways, but if you try to do that to him, he's going to find the open man and get it to her and Clark is just super.
3: Yes, and it's also uh I was trying to explain this to somebody uh the other day, you you hold her to 30. Mm. And you feel like you've done a pretty good job. Well, that, that's correct. It is correct. That was exactly right. Well, they held her under 40 <laughs> because she'd had 40 the last two games. So they kept, her, kept it at 30, and and that's really pretty good.
2: You know, They weren't going to let her beat them, and they didn't. Well, LSU made the decision, what, three or four years ago when they hired Kim Mulkey, they wanted to get into the women's basketball business big time. And I don't know what she got paid, but I'm sure it was – a ton of money uh, to leave Baylor, where she was highly successful. Won a couple national championships there, right? And uh, she goes to Baylor and pulls it off. So, uh, hats off to her. She's not my favorite coach for a lot, for a lot of reasons, but you got to you got to cl- applaud success to take the place. She's done a good job there.
3: I I agree with that, and uh, she well to, to say she was happy was uh, I think she was I think she said so that. She was so delighted to be able to do it in her home state, you know, and in, in LSU, Louisiana. And she mentioned that, and something else that she mentioned that I was, I was. I, I don't I don't know. I guess I just thought, well, I can't believe that she that she said that, but I'm so glad she did. She mentioned that it was Palm Sunday, in her in her closing remarks. I did not listen to that, and uh, and I thought, well, you know, she's right. <laughs> It is evidently that meant something
2: to her. Well, she uh, they should have taken her team to church instead of coming to the basketball game, right? <laughs> I don't know. That didn't happen.
3: Oh, uh, but, but they were very, very competitive. Uh, I was very impressed in uh, Iowa. I guess people will look at Iowa. Some, you know, some people will and say, "Well, they're they're losers. They lost. They didn't." They, hey. They played a pretty good basketball game.
2: Hey, I want to come back after the let's get to Chip right quick. Let's come back and take that theme up because I got a I got something I want to say about that very thing. Okay. All right. Chip Walters is up next on All Sports Talk.
1: Premier Six Theater on Broad in Jackson Heights. Let's all go do the movies. Let's Check out what's showing at MurfreesboroMovies.com. Popcorn popped fresh daily premiere six on broad in jackson heights
7: good afternoon I'm the scene of this rank over here on 24 eastbound near the sullivan evans bridge that's just past shelby it's been busy over here both directions for the last 15 20 minutes on uh, 24 east and westbound again anywhere near that sullivan evans bridge uh, steady flow traffic continues i-40 out through dixon county into wilson county watch for radar out there as well down i-40 Hey, Nash Painting, services all the Middle Tennessee. If you're considering getting your house painted this spring and summer, check these guys out first, nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
1: I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vluchitski from News Radio WGNS with a reminder that you can download the Weatherology app on your phone for the forecast at your fingertips. We can even send weather bulletins to your cell phone. Download the Weatherology app today. It's free in the App Store.
7: In Rutherford
6: County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money.
4: It's
1: time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report from Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lam and Associates. Sponsored by Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors and Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. The report coming up after this. All sports talk on News
0: Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSradio.com.
5: Oh, good afternoon, everybody, and let's start off with a couple of basketball notes. Uh, earlier today, the uh, Twitter site Verbal Commits reported that Elias King has entered the transfer portal. He has not posted anything on his own Twitter account, but Verbal Commits uh, put that out there that Elias King uh, has uh, joined the transfer portal along with five other Blue Raiders. He would make the sixth that would be part of the transfer portal, including uh, Eli Lawrence, uh, T. Leonard, along with uh, Trayvon Smith, And Christian Bussell. That, along with uh, the graduation of DeAndre Dishman, means that Coach Nick McDevitt and his staff will have seven total spots to fill. Now, I did get a chance to talk to Coach McDevitt today. He returned back from the uh, Final Four uh, in Houston and said that uh, last week the Blue Raiders were very active. And uh, working with players who are interested in coming, and that will continue uh, once the uh, dead period is over on Thursday and all next week. So I think you can uh, be looking for some announcements coming the other way here very, very soon as players uh, announce their commitments uh, of where they are going to be going. So it's all kind of interesting in, in this different new world of college basketball you know last year middle was only one of two schools in the entire country that did not have a player transfer in or out which was not the norm what is more the norm is what we're seeing this year last year there was an average of five players per team who moved out right now middle is sitting at six which is right about the average and verbal commits uh, says that right now there are 1200 plus Names in the D in the D1 transfer database right now, so there's going to be a lot of folks moving around all across the country. All right, let's talk about Blue Raider baseball. Boy, it was something else yesterday. Middle uh, fans were treated to an awesome afternoon on Sunday's game against FIU. 98-year-old World War II veteran Jack Weatherford, whose namesake is on the university's chair of finance, delivered the game's Ceremonial first pitch to catcher briggs Rudder, and later the Blue Raiders uh, had to score five runs in the bottom of the ninth uh, to get the win 13-12 to 12 over FIU and they sweep the Panthers at ree Smith Field. FIU had broken an 8-8 tie in the top of the ninth scoring four runs. The Blue Raiders came back with five more in the bottom to get the win. The Blue Raiders are now 14 and 13 overall. They are five and four in Conference USA. We will give you a breakdown uh, later in the week on all the standings uh, up next for middle baseball Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Bowling Green to take on Western Kentucky. All right, softball dropped the rubber match against Florida Atlantic in heartbreaking fashion on Sunday, losing in 12 innings after a 12th inning solo home run gave uh, the Owls a 3-2 lead late at Blue Raider Field. Middle is now 24 and 10 overall, 5 and 4 in conference USA, still the best start in school history on the softball diamond. Also, they will softball will host Murray State uh tomorrow at 3 p.m. It's going to be a nice, warm day in the borough, so go out and catch these ladies. They've been off to a terrific start. Also, uh, let's talk women's golf The uh, women's golf team finished the first day of the Chattanooga Classic in 17th place at 318 plus 30. Taylor Edlin was the Blue Raiders' leading performer Sunday with a first-round score of 77. Middle is without Coach Chris Adams. Her brother unexpectedly passed away over the weekend, and our thoughts are with her and her family. Okay, that is it for this Monday. We'll talk to you again with another update coming up tomorrow. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living 895-3002 or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com.
0: All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. On FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.
2: Tim Tackett joined by Jeff Jordan. Jeff brought to my fans heating and air and Lee and financial services Edward Jones. I mentioned uh, before the uh, before we took that break with Chipper that I want to kind of comment a little bit on the, this the idea that you're failures or losers or whatever it might be when you get to, there. I think we all understand that there's only two teams in NCAA Division I basketball that can sing all the way to the bank and that's the two national champions. And One has been named and the other one and I told people I was sitting watching a basketball game with North Texas, excuse me, Florida Atlantic and uh, San Diego State, I said somebody's about to get their heart broke. And I didn't know who it was going to be. And if that shot goes in, it's FAU saying it's a shot misses, it's San Diego State loser. Jeff, it was, it was down to that point that you go from winner to loser. On the scoreboard. I, I'm try, trying to make the point that you're really not a loser off the scoreboard, but it does count, doesn't it?
3: It counts, and it's tough, it's hard, and a lot of people have have trouble with it. If you lost, you're a loser. If you, if you won, you're a winner. And uh, I don't know that that's entirely fair.
2: Well, let's go back to the, the most, I think, the most obvious uh, example of this. I think it was in the 80s. Jim Kelly's quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. I can't recall the coach's name. Went to the Super Bowl four straight years. Lost four straight years. They're more famous for that than anything else. And got a reputation of not being able to win the big one. Jeff, I, make, I, make, I can't maintain, if you go to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl four straight years, you are a winner. And it's too bad they weren't rewarded with a ring somewhere along the line. I
3: agree. And... It was, and- a lot of people remember the, the the field goal that was missed that would have won it. Sure. And uh, and gosh, that's got to hurt. I mean, yeah, I understand it it, it does. But I, I I agree with you and that another way of looking at this, I think. And I'm really going with high school here more than anything else. But the the best team doesn't always win. Oh, correct. Now the best team on that day does, but uh, and I. I I'll give you a perfect example, and some of these people are in our listening audience, but uh, uh, Harry Gill, a friend of mine, a friend of yours, had have, have, have won a, national, a state championship, and he should have beaten Bradley Central, and the, and the one other one that he came very close uh, to winning. I think it was one-point loss. Well, his team was better than Bradley Central, mm-hmm. but that day, with the breaks and everything else that happened in that game, he wasn't. And, okay, you just have to accept
2: that and go on. Well, let's be real honest here. If we go back and replay this tournament all over again, does San Diego State make it through to the championship game? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I guess I'm trying to say, is San Diego State one of the two best teams in the country? I don't think so. But they're there. Because right. they they're playing well on the on the right nights and catching a break or two. I mean that shot that, that went in at the buzzer, Jeff. If it's off by a half an inch, it's hitting the rim and bouncing out of there. I mean, it's great shot by the kid, but I don't know that I'd want to have to shoot that shot to to, to win or lose a game every time.
3: No, I agree with you, and and we talked about this as well, uh, and and in any tournament, and you look at it and you think. Well, the, the one with 68 teams in it. That's the national uh, championship game. And you think, gosh almighty, we can't beat all these people. There is no way. Mm. Well, you don't have to. You know, you're only going to play five, six of them. Those are the ones you got to worry about. <laughs> and somebody else that you might not be able to beat gets beat in the other bracket. But maybe you wouldn't have matched up well with them. Well, does that... Does that mean that you're better than them? Not to my knowledge. But. I think
2: I made this point last week that Middle Tennessee's team in, in 2016 that be, be, beat Michigan State was good enough if the things had all fallen the right way, if they played that that style of game the next game and the next game and the next game, which is what San Diego State has done, that team was good enough to to, to, to make it to Sweet 16, the, the Elite Eight. Uh, sure. I, I, no, nobody's going to bet it, and I don't as big a fan as I am, I wouldn't have bet it either but they were plenty good enough if they played their best game four straight times, they could have gotten way down the road. Well, they
3: were good enough. We, we did have a debate one night on this show, um, uh, uh, with TLS double representative here, uh, who, who I have a lot of respect for, but, um, in the, in the girls tournament that Riverdale happened to, to win that year. and, the the game of the year, the best game of the tournament by far, was the opening round mm-hmm. game, Mount Juliet and Riverdale, and Riverdale wins it in overtime. Well, and I I saw every game of that tournament, every one of them. And but I, you know, I only saw the every team play one game. Most of them only played sure. one that I saw. But the the best team in the tournament was Riverdale. Second best team in the tournament, Mount Juliet. And they got beaten in the first round. Sure. So it just depends on where you are, who you are, who you play, and how things go. Well,
2: that, you know, the discussion about seating, because of that very thing, seating in the state tournament. Let's look at these. This is a squad of, what, 12 to 15 people at right. NCAA level that do this for two months. They don't just walk in there on a Sunday afternoon and do this, they're studying it for two months, looking at game film, looking at everything that's possible that's there. And how close did they get it right? Seeding it right Not very <laughs> No <laughs> They knew very well this time Did they
3: <laughs> I don't believe anybody uh, Except my wife Had <laughs> Connecticut in the final well, four Well no, I mean <laughs>
2: let, let, let's, let's face it If, if they had come out and said San Diego State's the number one seed Florida Atlantic's the number one seed How ridiculous would that have looked
3: B- Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous People would have <laughs> criticized them <laughs> Constantly
2: Well they, they wouldn't be doing it again next year No probably not <laughs> That's for sure uh so uh women's game uh we mentioned lsu winning it uh Iowa with caitlin clark putting on the show that she did the the, the the good thing to me is it's very clear that the women's game has grown and grown and grown and grown and the the national championship game is something that not just the casual fan pays attention to now the the non-casual fan knows that that lsu and uh, south carolina Caitlin Clark in Iowa, they, they know those names,
3: right? I, I I don't. Only way I know is just how to, how I feel about it. And of course, I I coached girls most of the time. I had some boys teams as well, but uh, I enjoy the, watching the women play maybe more than than the men. But I certainly enjoy it. I think, I think it's and it, boy that LSU. Our game, I tell you what, that was just wonderful.
2: That was a great game. But, anyway. One of the commentators on the, on the men's uh, NCAA show, halftime or post-game, they, they got to talking about the women's tournament just a little bit. And one of the people just with almost astonishment, he said, those gals can really shoot. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. He's right. They, they don't dunk. They don't do the spectacular kinds of things. But they do what men did 60 years ago. Because right. the athletic ability was not there at that particular time, uh, to me it's, it's it's a more pure game of basketball than than what the men play now. It's not as, maybe not as exciting in some ways, but maybe it is.
3: Well, we we did go through a period I don't know how long it lasted where in, in men's basketball you couldn't dunk. Um, it was against the rules, and we had some serious dunkers. Against <laughs> well, the, the end. rules because they kept <laughs>
2: tearing down the backboards, and that, yeah, and that, when they came to that spring-loaded goal, they could. That took that out of play. That's a very
3: ex- exciting play, of course. For uh, most people, like it, um, and I'm 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 no different. Um, and players love it if they can do it; they love it. I was um, and I've always felt this way. But I'll tell you, somebody else that that does feel this way now really surprised me, and that was my wife. And I've I've always felt that from the foul line, women were better free throw shooters. Mm-hmm. I've always felt that way, and I feel that way right now. But my wife mentioned that yesterday. She said, You know, I believe the women can shoot free throws better than the men can. And I said, I believe they can too. <laughs> now, obviously, we're talking about on balance and we're, you know, over a long period of time and that sort of thing. But yeah, I don't know.
2: I, I, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to have a free throw shooting contest between the top girls' team and the top boys' team in Tennessee State Basketball Tournament, the two champions, put their first five out there on each side. I'd bet on the girls.
3: I would too. I, I had I had a girl that's a uh, Hall of Fame member at Riverdale, uh, uh, Danette Duke, who uh, lives in Woodbury now and was Kittrell girl and then Riverdale girl when we
2: opened, and I'd put her up against anybody, anybody. Don't hold me to this, but I think I read that Middle Tennessee's women's team this year set the school record for a percentage of free throws hit. I, I don't I don't know that. And. And I'm thinking something like 76% or something like that. I'll look that up and confirm it, or I'll come back and deny it after this break. I'll see if I can't look it up and see. But uh, not surprising. I, I, you, Savannah Wheeler and a uh, uh, little gal from Lafayette, uh, whose name I can't call right now, but 90% free throw shooters.
3: Well, I know the, the NBA, of course, they're exceptional players. Um the top in the country. But whoever wins the free-throw shooting contest at the end of the year have high number of attempts and, and successful ones. It'll be over 90. Uh, that's pretty good, isn't it? Well, 90.
2: some of the <laughs> true superstars, and, and I can't say this about LeBron James for sure, but uh, Michael Jordan was not an exceptional free-throw shooter, a good free-throw shooter, but Will Chamberlain and, and, and uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and some of the players that were so dominant back in the time – we're not great for As a matter of fact, Will Chamberlain was a horrible free throw shooter. So was Shaq. Oh my gosh!
3: Terrible. But we then you look pizzas. at then you look at the final score and he scored fifty. I mean, you know. But the night Chamberlain scored a hundred, which uh, which was in Hershey, Pennsylvania, I don't remember his. I don't remember the record or anything, but they fouled him continuously all night. But on that particular night, which is what we were talking about a minute sure, ago, sure. on that particular night, he was deadly from the foul line. <laughs> he really shouldn't have fouled it. I don't know why that night. I don't know anything about it. But that night, he ran up some some serious point total.
2: Let's, let's end it on this note. You remember Mike Buck? Yes. 1988 in, in, in Vanderbilt College Arena against Florida State. Second half, Mike Buck went unconscious. Could not miss. I don't know how many threes he hit, but six or seven in a row brought Middle back from an eight-point deficit to win it by about 15 points. And Mike Buck was just crazy. And that, most people don't know who he is because it's about the only time he really had a big old night.
3: Right, and he, he went on, and he may still be coaching for all I, know. I think so. I think he uh, He was coaching high school ball, uh, and somewhere in East Tennessee. But um, I, uh, I, you and I were there that night. We sat yes. together. And I, we really never discussed it how we might have felt, but as as all, we wanted the Raiders to win, and we knew he had had a good night. I didn't realize at the time he hadn't missed. I didn't realize that, but I, I I did realize this when he shot it. I first of all I wanted him to shoot it, and I thought that baby's going in. Yeah. And he these weren't two foot layups; these were serious jumpers.
2: These were not shots that were drawn up by Stan Simpson on the no, sideline. It, no. It, <laughs> Until he hit three in a row at that point in time. Shoot it till you miss, brother.
3: And, and he never did, and he right? Didn't. He never, never did miss. Uh, it, w- it was a great night, but I'm d- he just got hot, and he must have felt it. And I don't know if he cares one twit one way or why another. Why can we not coach
2: that into I don't players' know.
3: Jeff? I felt it anyway. <laughs> and I wasn't
2: coaching him. I was just watching. <laughs> I rarely got into that zone. The reason why is because I was on the bench.
3: Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you.
2: <laughs> I was not, a, not a basketball player to speak of. Let's take a break. Come back and close things out on All Sports Talk.
6: Okay, if you're looking to wind down after a hard day's work, So, if you're looking for a cozy and affordable sports bar with all the amenities, be sure to check out Fat Willie's on River Rock Boulevard next to the Animal Center. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew,
0: here's what you've been missing.
1: Disgruntled Workers' Day. At this moment, I'm a
0: disgruntled worker. Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Weekday
5: mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. I'm Chip Walters
7: with Exit Realty, Bob Lam and Associates. Good afternoon. On the scene of this track over here on 24 Eastbound near the Sullivan Evans Bridge that's just past Shelby. It's been busy over here both directions for the last 15 20 minutes on 24 East and Westbound. Again, anywhere near that Sullivan Evans Bridge, uh, steady flow of traffic continues I 40 out through Dixon County into Wilson County. Watch for radar out there as well down I 40. Hey, Nash Painting, services all of Middle Tennessee, if you're considering getting your house painted this spring and summer, check these guys out first, nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
1: We do it your way at Surf Pizza. Murfreesboro's favorite pizza is now hiring at all three locations. That's right, join the Surf Pizza team, just stop on in and ask for a manager.
0: All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSradio.com.
2: This of All Sports Talk brought to you by First Bank. I visited there today and put a ton of money in there, so you'll go get your loan. They'll, they'll get your money back to you. Of course, that's not true. I don't have a ton of money, but I did enjoy the smile and the handshake that they gave me and great service. First bank all over the state, right here in Murfreesboro for sure. Jalen Gregory is that little gal from LaVeyette. I apologize for that. Uh, she she hit 86% free throws. Uh, Savannah Wheeler, I know, was right at 90. Middle Tennessee did shoot 75, what did I say, 73.5% yeah. for the team, which Coach Jordan, you would take that from any of your players. Absolutely. That uh, That is really an outstanding,
3: yes. Uh, I, I'm, I'm impressed with that figure. One of the reasons they won so many games, I'd say. Yeah, they'll quit fouling you, too which, which you know, gives you some open shots, I guess. I, you know, I a, you and I both could We could talk about various players. I had a kid uh, from Las Casas, a boy I dearly love, talked to him the other night. He's not a boy anymore. He's a grown man, but uh, Chris Huddleston. And, and, and we were lucky enough to win the tournament that year, a boys, boys' tournament at Las Casas. And he had the green light to shoot. He knew that. Uh, and he shot 67% for the tournament. Now, that'll usually win you some games. Oh, my, yes. There was no need talking to him. So, so I just said, nice game, Chris. <laughs> That's all
2: I ever said. And he made me look like a genius. <laughs> we, we talked about game to game. Sometimes it changes. Jeff, you yep. and I both know it changes from half to half. Right. Or once you miss that first shot, then it goes completely south. Uh, the confidence can wane a little bit on some, some players. You you missed – let's say you, you have three shots because you got fouled on a three-point shot. Miss the first one, miss the second one. How heavy does that ball get? Yeah. With all these people watching you, can can you really miss a, a college player or a high school player really miss three free throws in a row? Well, yes, and, they and, can. <laughs> and in and, 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 and their in and, and that player's mind, it's it, that it's kind of rolling through there, don't you imagine? It becomes
3: a real living thing. It really does. Except
2: for the, the I, I, I compare free throw shooting to golf, and putting. It's just you and the ball and the the cup. Right. So you control the whole thing. free throw shooters the same way. Uh, in golf, they call it, I think, getting the yips. That's exactly what they call it. That's right. When uh, uh, you get to the point that you can't hit any putt from anywhere <laughs> and your confidence is completely shot and shaken. and uh, I think the, I've been there. I've had the yips. The point being, the golfers that <laughs> yeah. win consistently are going to be great putters. You have to be. The teams that win – Consistently, are going to have free throw shooting percentages for the most part. What do that, you
3: think? That is correct. I think. Who do you
2: like tonight? <laughs> Connecticut. Connecticut. Uh, Seven well, and a half point favorite. I, I, think. I did not pick them at the beginning of the tournament, but I Me will say either. when we got to Sweet Sixteen, that, that's North, Connecticut's the team that I thought would win it. So I've got a shot to get that done. San Diego State it would it would be an upset. I think the line. Uh, I want to say it was 11. It's bigger, a number bigger than I thought it would be. San Diego State can win it. I don't think they will. But wouldn't it be a super story if they did?
3: Well, yes. Uh, yes, it, it, it would. It's I, already I, a super story. Let's yeah, it. it is a super story. I, and I, I don't know what people predicted. I don't have any idea. But uh, and, and my family and the people I've talked to, most people, Along with myself, and I don't really remember it, to tell you the truth, but it, it was either they picked Purdue or Alabama to win the whole thing. Sure, you know, and and uh, I think that was uh, two terrific basketball teams. One of whom collapsed in the first game. As soon as they got under pressure, Purdue panicked. Yeah, couldn't do anything. Well, uh, and I, I don't know why. I don't have any idea. They had a lot of opportunities, but they didn't take advantage. Alabama did play along for a while um, and played well. But, but they got beat. I don't remember what, round 16, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that was one reason I was kind of rooting for LSU last night uh, because they hadn't won it before, But uh, uh, and Connecticut had women. But, um, uh, excuse me, um, Iowa, Iowa never won it either. But LSU was SEC, so I was kind of pulling for the SEC to win one. And they did. So that's, that's good.
2: I'm told by someone uh, – my source will go unnamed that if you ever want to go to a final four championship game, this is the one to go to because tickets are going fairly cheap because Connecticut and San Diego state don't have the the national fan bases at LSU and and Kentucky and North Carolina and Duke and whatever have. And so uh, the seats are on the street, much less expensive than they were. And my understanding is on the women's side, it was, just the other way around that the women's tickets to to get into that championship game at price went skyrocketed. I I think that was a Caitlin Clark uh, connection there probably.
3: Well, another thing too, I think it kind of may play into this. And that is that one of the most loved teams in the nation men's team is Duke. They're also unquestionably the most hated team. Mm -hmm. Okay. And although connect Kentucky very well respected and feared by anybody. You get outside of Kentucky, uh, you know, not so they, much. Yeah, they're not so much. I mean, they won a lot, right? Yeah. They won a lot. So you root for the underdog and all that kind of stuff, and I'd like to see middle there someday. That would be wonderful, wouldn't it?
2: But the point would be, if if it was Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, some of those schools that were there tonight, probably be more watchers because, as you mentioned, A, you're going to watch it because you want to see your team win, or B, right. you want to see that team lose.
3: Right, you right.
2: Know, as opposed to right now, I don't know that anybody's got to – a lot of dogs in the hunt uh outside of Connecticut fan and san diego state fan i my, my guess is the Middle Tennessee fan the kansas fan the washington state fan that typically would say i'm a duke fan or i'm a duke hater they, they look at this game like, i just i'm going to just watch the game and enjoy it
3: my grandson jake who knows everything and he does by the way my <laughs> kid he, he he went to the um Middle Women game, and uh, uh, and and he he said that the, the gymnasium on the University of Duke's campus was absolutely unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He said it was just so much history, uh, and and not a not a huge gymnasium either by any stretch of the imagination. Eight
2: thousand,
3: but full of history, and he he said it was very impressive.
2: So, all right, let's close it on that note. Impressively nice good word jeff you were very impressive today oh yeah i'm sure i was <laughs> monty hale in the chair tomorrow for all sports talk
1: you've been listening to all sports talk on news radio wgns brought to you by state farm agents andy womack bud morris and deb Insel, chip walters with exit realty bob lamb and associates first bank mike tanzel with my team insurance Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Halls Auto Care, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, SoCo Roofing and Restoration, and Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living.